Welcome to the York County Economic Alliance podcast series. I'm Jason McSherry, and I'm excited to have you join us today for a special holiday edition of our podcast series. Uh, we're joined today by, with, by Jim McClure, who is a former writer with the York Daily Record and is also very active with the Facebook group page Retro York. Uh, today, Jim is going to be joining us to tell us a little bit about some 12 holidays of Yoko. Um, so you've heard of the 12 days of Christmas, but this is our special version that is York County based and York County specific. So Jim, welcome. Glad to have you back with us. Well, I'm glad to be here and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone. Yes, Happy Holidays to you as well. So let's jump, jump right into it because we've got a, a list. Uh, you wouldn't believe that there are so many holiday things that you can do here in York County, but you put together this amazing list of different things that take place throughout the holiday season here in Yoko. Um, jumping right into it, the first one on the list is probably one that you, a lot of people are very familiar with, but then there may be people who have never heard of it, and that is the Glenrock Carolers. What is that? Yes, that's a, um, a very interesting annual event. It's gone back to 1948, where, you know, where caped and top-hatted uh, singers, carolers, walk the streets of Glen Rock, uh, Pennsylvania, down in the southern part of York County. And the, their story starts in, in, uh, in the 1840s when uh, some members came over here from England and were homesick. And they, they were used to be in, they used to over there to serenade members of their community. So they're homesick over here. And so they decided to do the same. And so uh, they've been doing that ever since. Uh, they're, and they're going to, again this year. Uh, this year is kind of interesting. They're, they're having, because of COVID, they're having to break into two separate strolling groups. So those, um, they start about midnight uh, and walk the streets until the early morning, till uh, early morning hours. And so this year they're going to have two separate strolling groups. So they have separation and they're going to come back together again and sing the doxology at the end after uh, strolling in two separate groups all night. Should be an interesting concert again this year. And they start that at midnight on Christmas Eve. That's and correct. Carol all night into Christmas morning at 6 a.m. That's correct. That is correct. So I'm glad to hear they're still able to do that this year with COVID. I was wondering whether or not they would be able to. But um, if you're up bright and early or want to get do something in the middle of the night, that'd be a, an interesting place to visit and see some Christmas cheer uh, overnight. Yes, and, and people do that in a community. They'll when they're done at, at uh, I think it's uh, sunrise. They uh, you know the community comes out as they finish up uh, at near their the statue of the carolers down there in the Glen Rock. All right. Well, moving from Glen Rock, we're going to head back to York City, and this is another one of those ones that um, you probably just about everybody is aware of it. And this is probably a polarizing one because there's some people that absolutely love it and there's some people that are not big fans of it. But this is the annual Factory Steam Whistle concert. Tell us a little bit about that. What, what is that and how did it come about? Well, at one time in York, the Factory Steam Whistles kind of set the pace for the day. They, they sung out for lunch. They sung out for the end of the day, the start of the day. Kind of, they kind of paced York. Uh, in, in other communities where they were. One of the uh, factory whistles had an adjustable valve that was at New York Watercloth. And so they were able to, in, as early as 1925, to play carols and in, uh, in, in songs on 
uh, via the steam whistle. Now, the, the whole concert has gone through different permutations over the years, and uh, now it's run on compressed air. It still runs on the same whistle, and it's moved to a new location, a mezzo. Uh, and uh, so they're planning a concert again this year. Some people feel like the, the, they have different names or descriptions of, of the way the concert sounds. Um, you know, the, the whistle sounds. It sounds like uh, maybe a, a, a whale in heat, some people say. Other people say it sounds like a, a, a bandsaw that, uh, you know, that someone is flexing a bandsaw. Uh, but it is a strange and eerie sound that's been going on, uh, you know, almost 100 years now. I've proposed not the, you know, that maybe sometime we, we could synchronize the uh, factory whistle in the Glenrock Carolers, and they would play in the, or sing the same number at the stroke of midnight. Uh, right now, both the Glenrock Carolers and the Factory Whistle, both of those are internationally known, um, you know, uh, uh, events. So wouldn't it be something if the two events came together, at least for a moment, and uh, then then went their separate ways after that? I think that'd be a grand uh, moment. That would actually be really neat. Um, and. Now that we're doing everything via Zoom, who knows? Maybe that is something that we can have, uh, we can help make happen or facilitate, and just within the next couple of years. That's that's right. Yeah. Some people will say, well, you know, you can't really the voices and the instrument, you can't really synchronize harmonize them. Well, that's not the point. The point is you just choose choose a number and do it to uh, do it at simultaneously, and they don't have to be in harmony and so on. Uh, anyway, it's it's something that should happen. I think. And I think if uh, anybody really loves the Steam Whistle concert, there used to be a CD that was available that you could purchase. I think it was at the York County History Center. Um, I don't know if they still stock those or not, but uh, if you really love the Steam Whistle concert, I think there's a CD out there that you can find and, and listen to it uh, throughout the holiday season. And the Carolers uh, also have CDs. Oh, great. You can find them on YouTube, both on YouTube and uh, online as well. Absolutely. All right, so let's uh, continue jumping north a little bit as we went from Glen Rock to York. We're going to go up to North York um, into Rocky Ridge Park for the county's Christmas magic. Uh, I think there's a lot of people in York County that visit this, making an annual tradition every year. Uh, how did how did Christmas magic get started? And what what is the what is so enticing about this event? Yeah, this is going on again this year. There's certain COVID restrictions and some new exhibits. Uh, so you, you'll want to, and there's time tickets, so you'll want to plan ahead for this. But at, at about 1984, uh, th this event started with 10,000 lights. And Jerry Jones, uh, retired from the Park County Parks Department, is, is said to be the kind of the originator of this uh, grand event. It's increased from 10,000 lights in 1984 to about a million lights now. And so it's, it's, a, it's a major league uh, light show up on top of the hill there in, uh, uh, in Springsbury Township. There's a half mile walking trail that, you can, uh, that you'll be able to go on. And uh, some of the things aren't available that have been in the past. Uh, Santa won't be here this, this year. But anyway, it's a, it's, it's a grand event. And one of the things I've, I've discovered about this is they start putting up those lights around Labor Day. To put a million lights up, you don't do that in a week. You don't do that in two weeks. You do that in about 12 weeks. And uh, so the, there's volunteers and others out there putting those lights up as, uh, around Labor Day. And then I think it's uh, weather permitting open from the day after Thanksgiving all the way through the new year. That's correct. Yeah, it's still time to go out there. 
And you're right, that is a, quite an undertaking for all those lights. I can't imagine. I have enough trouble putting five strands up on my house. So, right. uh, kind of been sticking a little bit to the uh, sort of the Heritage Rail Trail in York County as we went from Glen Rock up to York and then up to like North York a little bit. Um, we're going to stick back on the rail trail, but head all the way back down the other end to talk a little bit about the Northern Central Railway and some of their holiday activities. What, what all do they do? Yeah, they, they do a lot. And because of time, I'll just mention one uh, thing. They, they do, uh, they have excursion runs. Northern Central Railway is, uh, used to be called Steam into History. It's a, it, it's a wonderful excursion service uh, that runs in the southern part of the county. The one that I'll mention uh, is uh, they, they do a 45-minute ride from the headquarters in New Freedom to Sightsville. And, you know, which they listen to Christmas music along the way. And, and, uh, and Santa makes an appearance. Uh, then they disembark at uh, Sightsville uh, at Bricker's Tree Farm, and they're able there, uh, the, the patrons are able there, the riders are able to cut their own trees and to select uh, a pre-cut tree. Uh, and then the crew from the train will transport the purchase back to the station. So that just gives an example of one of the many activities that are going on down there uh, as, they, as they really dress up that excursion, that train excursion for the season. Yeah, that is such a neat idea. Um, and I think that's a limited run that they do and it sells out pretty much every year. So if it's something that your family's interested in doing, definitely try to jump onto it as soon as they, they post it because it, it sells out quickly. Correct. Mo moving on a little bit to a little bit of a different aspect of the holiday season here. Uh, what We have quite a few Hanukkah celebrations here in York County. So what can you tell us a little bit about some of the Hanukkah celebrations? Uh, yes, that's uh, uh, Hanukkah is one of the most uh, widely observed uh, Jewish holidays. It's a, a festive eight-day celebration. It runs this year runs from December 10th through the 18th. It's also called you know the Festival of Lights, and and one description says that the light uh, comes literally with the lighting of an additional candle each day, and metaphorically through a, a, an emphasis on charitable donations and a commitment to social action. It, it this. Um, this moment, uh, this event really uh, goes back to uh, a, a period uh, in which uh, it kind of the, the holiday kind of commemorates the victory of a of a small group of Jewish rebels, the Maccabees, uh, you know, who fought uh, in 165 BC uh, over the uh, armies of the Syria, and and they subsequently liberated and rededicated the temple in Jer Jerusalem. So the modern celebration from that uh, celebrates on, uh, uh, kind of focuses on families and friends. And, but of course there's more, there's good eating, uh, there's food prepared and many of these events have good eating with them. And this one, it, eating, eating uh, prepared in oil includes uh, uh, dough puffs and, and leek patties and other, other scrumptious things. So that's, that's Hanukkah. And rolling right from that into uh, another unique event here that takes place in York County, though, is uh, the first Moravian Putz is, uh, so if you're celebrating Hanukkah, you have uh, some celebrations that take place here, but if you're also of Moravian faith, you have uh, first Moravian Putz. Where, what does that entail? How do, where does that take place? Yeah, that's uh, on first Moravian, at first Moravian church, and it, it really is, is, is very interesting. It, the word putz is uh, kind of an interesting word to us, uh, but it really uh, means decorations, and it's a unique way to 
uh, you know, uh, is, is uniquely a Christian decoration. So what they have there is, is, is basically a manger scene or uh, there at uh, First Moravian. And, it's, and they have a 20 minute uh, sight and sound experience that features a biblical narrative around the, the birth of, of Jesus. Uh, they have traditional hymns and, and different scenes telling the story of the uh, birth of Christ. And one of the interesting things about the puts uh, that uh, it, that is that really fascinates me is they they have small figures. It's it looks like a manger scene, like many of us are familiar with, like a, a large one on a platform. But they gather real moss, and uh, you know, and 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 lay it out. So it's uh, there's some natural parts of of the of the first meridian puts as well. I don't know if the if the puts is uh, is uh, running this year. Uh, you check the First Moravian website and uh, in, in see. On many of these events, uh, they aren't running according to the way they have in the past. You know, they, they've made modifications, they've reduced out days, they've added, you know, so you, you really have to check in advance before you go to any of the things that we're talking about today. That's a great point because COVID is affecting pretty much everything, including all of these different celebrations. They're a little bit different than they are in past years. Uh, but speaking of, of one that is taking place that I was uh, glad to see that they were continuing on with this year, uh, I think a lot of people in the Hanover area are very familiar with Santa's cabin on the Hanover Square. Yeah, the, the, this is a, a long tradition. It goes back to 80 years when the original cabin was put up. And the cabin is there in the square, but in, in, tr in typical COVID style, it's, it, it's not open uh, this year, but it's there to, uh, to observe and to... Uh, and form memories around, but one part of it is still intact and kids can mail letters to Santa at the mailbox there, but as they've been able to do for, for, for a long time. Uh, the cabin, this cabin was interesting. The original cabin was replaced in 2017. It, it just had worn out and now there's a new cabin there. So you can go and down there and see the cabin. It's just not open, Santa's not there. But mail those letters, kids. Yeah, that's such a neat one. Um, that's actually one I think I remember from being a kid. I always remember taking the trip to, to the Hanover Santa cabin. So, but definitely mail the letters. Christmas is coming. Um, speaking of which, let's talk a little bit about Christmas trees. And there is a uh, tree festival, Goodrich Christmas Tree. Yeah, what what all is that? I'm I'm not as familiar with. Yeah, this. and this is one that I'm not sure is uh, operating this year, but it's it's one that's worth noting because it's a grand, it's a grand moment, and and uh, if it's not here this year, it'll be back next, and that is uh, it's a festival of trees at the Goodridge House, and the the Goodridge House is on East Philadelphia Street, the uh, you know former home of uh, a businessman who was enslaved early in life and became uh, free and became a successful businessman here in New York. And they, uh, in, as part of his business enterprises, he had a showing of a Christmas tree uh, in his uh, East Philadelphia Street home uh, in, in 1840. And uh, so this was an early public showing of a Christmas tree. Uh, you know, so he really celebrated Christmas in a big way. And so the Goodrich houses kind of continued that tradition, uh, you know, in, uh, that uh, William C. Goodrich started. And I know that we've been, well, the last couple that we touched on here were some Christmas related items, but we had uh, also, we have a lot of different events and celebrations that take place during the holiday season. 
Uh, and we have quite a few uh, Kwanzaa celebrations that take place here in York County. Um, where all can, can someone learn more about Kwanzaa and celebrate that holiday? Yes, uh, this uh, we've been going on these holidays pretty much in chronological order, you know, working from, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, down to Kwanzaa where we are today. And Kwanzaa uh, is held each year from uh, December 26th to January 1st. And it's really a celebration of African-American culture. Uh, and it, it was uh, really founded by a, a gentleman by the name of uh, Milana Karinga. As first celebrated in 1966. So some uh, uh, you know, communities in York uh, do celebrate uh, Kwanzaa and people in York do celebrate it. You might wonder what, where Kwanzaa comes from and it's a Swahili phrase meaning uh, first fruits of the harvest. And I mentioned Kwanzaa here because it has a special uh, meaning to uh, folks here in, in uh, York. It was founded, it's a national holiday, uh, maybe international uh, moment, not necessarily a holiday, but international celebration. It was founded by William Pengrad in 1958. His name is Ron Everett, now uh, Maulana Karinga. So, you know, we have a special tie here in your county to Kwanzaa. You know, I bet that's probably, bet that's probably something that a lot of us, a lot of people in your county would be surprised to know. Um, I had no idea that uh, Kwanzaa had a lot of its origins in, right here in your county. Yeah, at least his founder came from here and he, he moved out to California uh, and uh, really got at least one PhD and is a college professor and very influential out there. And, and then he uh, formed, uh, you know, helped create that, that uh, observance. And uh, it, it is now celebrated widely throughout the, the United States and probably the world. I know that you had mentioned that we were kind of going through some of these holiday traditions in a, a chronological order, and it does kind of lead us up to probably one that a lot of people are really looking forward to this year, and that is the arrival of a new year. Uh, 2020 has been quite crazy, and I think a lot of people are really looking and hoping for a much um, better 2021 and saying goodbye to COVID, and we have some amazing ways that we welcome in the new year here in York County with some various drops that we'd use to, to count down and celebrate the start of the new year. What are some of the ones that are the most popular ones or some of the ones that uh, have really exhibit some of the history of York County? Yeah, it's interesting. These are really interesting because it shows how communities identify themselves, how they, they think about themselves. And so I'm going to kind of go down this list really quickly, and I've probably forgotten some. And this list also goes to central Pennsylvania just to, uh, to, to show, uh, because people do travel, uh, you know, although in this COVID environment, we're, you know, we're careful about that. Uh, but, you know, the, there's the white rose drop in York, and uh, there's the cigar drop in Redline. There's a shoe drop in Hallam, in uh, Hallamboro, and that, of course, is because the Haines Shoe House is uh, nearby. And so they, in some cases, these are drops, in other cases, they're rises. They actually, they, they rise. So, um, you know, in Mechanicsburg, just north of York County, there's a wrench for uh, representing mechanics, of course. There's a pickle drop in Dealsburg, uh, you know, the playing on the deal. There, uh, for some years, I don't know if this is still around, but there was a, a kind of a clam display in uh, West York. Uh, and Harrisburg has a strawberry. Uh, Hershey has a kiss. Lebanon has a baloney and, uh, you know, Lancaster has a red rose drop because of the red rose city. Uh, York city is the white rose city. And then the, my favorite one is a Hanover 
has a Pac-Man drop. So uh, that's that's very special. I, you know, I did not know that they have a Pac-Man drop. That's great. I'm, I'm guessing a timeline arcade, arcade is probably tied with that. Yeah, you got that right. That's uh, they are. That that's. Uh, I think they are the sponsor of it, and uh, so that's a that's a at the end of the long list, but no no ways the last. You know, it's uh, it's 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 a really colorful moment. Oh, I'd love that. Um, I had not heard about that one. I'm not to check that one out. Um, and I know you mentioned about the white rose and the red rose for York and Lancaster, which dates back to the War of the Roses. Red Lion has the cigar, which is a, a nod to their history, um, where they were basically one of the top producers of tobacco and cigars uh, in the U.S. back in, I think, the turn of the 18th or into the 19th century, 19th into 20th century. That's correct. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a very good summary. Many uh, towns around York County had uh, multiple cigar factories, including York City. Uh, Red Line you know, is, is just recognized because of the volume of cigars that they uh, put out there about 100 years ago, 125 years ago. And now that we're kind of talking about the new year and we're getting into 2021, and there's still the holiday season continues on a little bit uh, with a few more activities, uh, one of which is Watch Night. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Watch Night? Yeah, there's two really forms of Watch Night, and and um, one one involves uh, the, the uh, it's a, it involves uh, Christian traditions involving Moravians and Baptists and Methodists. And this provides an opportunity for Christians to review the year that has passed and make confession and then prepare for the year ahead by praying and resolving. And this is uh, on New Year's Eve. Uh, and But and there's a second uh, watch night that's uh, observed. And this is also among uh, Christian churches. And this is largely in the African-American community. And this uh, stems back to when uh, slaves were enslaved people were uh, said to have gathered in churches on New Year's Eve in, in 1862 to wait news and confirmation of the Emancipation Proclamation, which was to go into effect January 1st, 1863. So there was this idea that we're going to watch uh, the, the year pass and then this Emancipation uh, Proclamation goes into uh, effect and many of us uh, are thereby freed. So it, 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 that tradition has continued. I think Shiloh Baptist Church in the West End of York is a major uh, celebrator of this evening. And I, I, I noticed online they have it set uh, for uh, 10 to 12.38 a.m. on December 31st. So that tradition continues. Oh, great. Glad that they were able to continue that this year. Again, uh, so many of these things are, are larger events that have been changed this year with COVID. So I'm, uh, it's, it makes me so happy to hear so many things have found a way to adapt and continue on throughout this year. Um, now that we've gone through 11 of our holidays of Yoko here, our last one here that we'll wrap up with is uh, the Three Kings Day. So, and this is a, a holiday that's in the new year and it's one that the uh, Latino celebrates, uh, culture celebrates. Can you tell us a little bit about the Three Kings Day and how that came to be about? Yes, we know that, uh, you know, the three kings in the biblical narratives visited uh, Jesus in the manger uh, some uh, weeks after he, um, you know, after he, he was born. So uh, in the Latino community, it's, it's a major event. And uh, so there's a partnership of the York County Hispanic Coalition and the city of uh, school district and Latinos, Unidos, 
the YMCA uh, in CASA and a number of different groups uh, are celebrating this day on January 9th. And toys are donated uh, courtesy of Toys for Tots. And what is happening this year because of COVID is that the gifts are uh, will be delivered to homes using a door-to-door -door delivery system. Uh, and it's in this whole uh, event is open to uh, all your county families on a first come first serve registration. But the thing that is interesting here is you know the three kings came bearing gifts to the Christ child in Bethlehem, and that's what's going to be happening here is uh, volunteers from this coalition uh, are going to be uh, bearing gifts and bringing gifts door to door to those in the York area, kind of lockstep with the biblical story. You know, so I think that's a neat uh, tie-in there. That is actually a really neat tie-in. Um, and and it's, what a great way to uh, wrap up the holiday season, um, which we, as you said, we started right after Thanksgiving and went the whole way through New Year's and wrapped up with Three Kings Day. Glad to hear they found a way to adapt that as well. Um, I know we've kind of been going through a lot of these quickly, but we wanted to kind of cover so many different things. And then we also wanted to leave just a couple minutes here at the end to talk about some of the many other traditions that we all participate in and recognize here in York County. Uh, these may not be our 12 holidays of Yoko, but these are all some things that we all enjoy. And one of which you kind of hit on a little bit earlier, and that is a staple of pretty much every single holiday we mentioned here is food. Yeah, and you know, there's nothing more popular than uh, pork and sauerkraut at the, uh, you know, at, on New Year's Day. Uh, it's, it's thought to be good luck. Uh, in Pennsylvania Dutch culture, uh, also hogmaw, sausage gravy, you know, all those uh, tem, uh, stem from the fact that this time of year is slaughtering time. Uh, and uh, so, you know, there's a lot of meat. Historically, there's been a lot of uh, freshly slaughtered meat available, and, that, and that's why they're used in some of these delicacies. There's other things, of course, there's uh, corn pudding that is popular around here. Uh, you know, there's always a debate at thank, going back to Thanksgiving for a second about whether the households around your county call, you know, the stuffing uh, or is it stuffing, is it filling, is it dressing? Um, you know, there's an ongoing debate about that. So uh, listeners here can make their own uh, pick of that. We use all three in your county uh, on, on Thanksgiving Day. So those are just a couple of the, uh, of the food items that, uh, you know, that, that we, there's many, many more. And there's other uh, customs and that we celebrate here uh, and that we talk about here a lot. I could run down that list uh, really quickly if, if, if we have time. Yeah, we definitely have some time. Um, I know that good debate on the stuffing, filling, dressing. To me, I don't care what you call it. It's delicious any which way. Um, one, I know that on your list of some other things that you have, we're actually going to circle back to another word that we had used when we were talking about the first Moravian puts. There is a lot of people who put um, puts decorations or puts gardens around their tree, which are sometimes train gardens or platforms. And there are some uh, unique train displays that take place here in York County too. I, uh, you I think you have a, a small list of some of those to share. Yeah, there's uh, there's so many. I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna name maybe two of them, but or maybe three of them. But there's so, there there are others. You know, there's in the rare, in the Red Line Railroad. Uh, uh, has a platform in the Red Line Museum. Uh, this one in Glen Rock in the library, uh, they often will have uh, a couple platforms uh, going there. Uh, in the York uh, County uh, Railroad Club on Wheatfield Street 
is also another one that has multiple platforms going. So those train displays are are, are big around uh, York York area. There are also Christmas lights. We talked about to have Christmas magic, but there are are other Christmas light shows on individual homes. One of the biggest and most impressive is Donnie Webb's display in York Township atop the hill where you give a can good and you can drive through and, and uh, meet Santa. And it's a, it's a major individual effort by one, one homeowner. There's other things I'll just mention, uh, you know, going to tree farms, you know, Strathmire is a popular Christmas tree around here uh, and uh, McCurdy's tree farms another. And so often we'll go and cut our own around here. We often have our favorite farm to doing that. And that might go back many, many generations. Um, uh, you know, there's also, there's some cases, and this isn't the case this year, because I think Christmas is on a Friday, but when Christmas is on a Sunday, some churches wear, allow you to wear your pajamas to church. So you get up, you go to church on a Sunday, and then you open your presents or vice versa. So um, pajamas permitted in church, very interesting. Uh, uh, culture, uh, part of our Christmas season here in um, in York County. I'm gonna have to also, find out which of those churches it is. That's that's the way yeah. to celebrate Christmas that morning. Can't wait till uh, uh, it's you know Christmas is on Sunday, right? Can't wait for that. Absolutely. A couple of years, maybe. We we have uh, live nativities here. You know where there are actually are animals and human beings doing you know standing in the cold often. Um, you know uh, representing the you know, the manger in Bethlehem. Uh, we, we, many, many, many churches have candlelight services ending, you know, they, they light candles, uh, you know, uh, in, their, in their houses of worship and then they, uh, on Christmas Eve and then they end with, by singing Silent Night. I'm sure those are being adjusted this year. Uh, I know they are, uh, but you, so you can check with your church or your house of worship to see uh, what that is, but those are those are going on in, in some type of way, shape, or form. And uh, another, and maybe the last one I'll mention is the fact that you know we, we like our Christmas ornaments here. In fact, we made our Christmas ornaments here. They were shiny, bright ornaments, and we made them here starting in 1965 out near Amingsville. So many people on their trees right now have uh, York-made um, uh, you know uh, ornaments on their trees. And shiny bright was a was a, and you can still get shiny bright uh, ornaments that aren't made in New York, but you can still get them in antique stores and and so on. So you know we have affinity not only to Christmas trees here, but we also have affinity to uh, you know the ornaments that go on the trees. And then I'll just wrap up real quickly by saying you know I, I, there's a, a gentleman that runs uh, many things in the city of York by the name of Dave Rudolph. He, he's in charge of the city decorations. The city is wonderfully decorated. And, and I understand he's proud of his name, Rudolph. And is, it's really is in keeping with the season and keeping with his role in making the city look uh, looking uh, wonderful as it does at Christmas time. So that's my list, uh, Jason. Um, there's a lot of good stuff going on in, uh, in York County this holiday season. That is a great list. Um, Absolutely amazing. And to have so many things taking place here in York County, so many ways that we can all celebrate in whatever way that we want to celebrate, um, especially during COVID this year, there's still so many things that we can do, see, and just you make our own holiday seasons that much better and brighter. Um, Jim, I want to thank you once again for joining us. Uh, this was a, a great list. I, I appreciate you taking the time to put this together and share it with everybody so that hopefully everybody that's listening can 
maybe pick up a new holiday tradition this year or celebrate something a little bit differently. Uh, and then of course, welcome in 2021. Um, as we all hope that COVID will be something of the past and we will have a bright new year coming in just a few weeks here. Yes, I'm glad to be here. And uh, again, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everyone.